We want to talk about, um, we might have treated it before, but I think actually that there's another dimension that I can see in talking about true worship. True worship. True worship. Some, sometimes we think that as long as we come to church, we have come really and uh, we, we, have, we have worshipped. Sometimes even we call the songs that we sing, that sort of praise, we sing uh, worship and praise songs. Abby, which one is worship? Which one is praise? Slow, slow songs are worship, Abby. <laughs> worship and praise. The truth of the matter is this. Worship is not slow song. That scissor of praise may actually lead us into singing. And uh, we also need to know that worship is not the amount of money of present we place in the offertory bag. It's not. You remember very well that Jesus Christ was in the temple and he was beholding uh, the people worshiping and a lot of them were putting heavy, heavy, heavy amount into the offertory bag, Abby. But a widow put in two mites and the Lord said she gave more than every other person. Why? The two mites she put in happened to be a last. And some people will come to church and say, ah, let me put my widow's mite. You are not putting anything in widow's mite. Yeah? You want to say that out of the lot that I have, let me just give you this small thing. Yeah? Then again, we see that worship is not necessarily volunteering to serve maybe in the children's department or evangelism department or discipleship. These can be acts of worship, but not worship itself. Then what is worship? Worship is to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. With an extravagant love and extreme submission. You remember very well, David, when uh, he went to bring the ark of God from uh, Oben, uh -huh, uh, I used to miss that name. <laughs> Maybe because, uh, you know, the ark of God um, did not actually sleep in my house. You know, when he went to bring the ark of God from his house to Jerusalem, what happened? Oh, oh. He extravagantly displayed sacrifices before God. Nothing was too much for him to, uh, to, 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 to give. Then, the way he threw himself into dancing, to the point that his wife said, look at you, the king of the nation, dancing before his you know, subjects, almost naked. In fact, he didn't say almost naked. It's a naked. You know something? Huh? Who are we to think that we are gorgeously roped 
Therefore, we cannot kneel before God. Therefore, we cannot sweat. Huh? Ah, ah. If you know this God, you know that indeed. If you can jump and your head will touch the ceiling, it's not too, too much. To throw yourself before him and say that, oh, there is nothing you want to hold back. That is worship. Then again, true worship is a matter of the heart. Expressed through the lifestyle of holiness. That's part of worship. The priority we place on who God is in our lives and where God is on the list of our priority will determine our true worship. Remember very well, the Lord Jesus Christ said that we should love God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. That is how to put out, you know, throw ourselves open to God. Then he said something that, you know, in order for us to be blessed, in order for us to be, you know, drawn to God in the true sense of father, son, or father-daughter relationship, we must put him what? First. Seek first the kingdom of heaven. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That is actually what? So worship in the true sense of it is not a performance that we do in the sanctuary. It is a performance of our everyday living. We worship God because he is God. And I want to ask if anything at all should happen to us that is not pleasant. Huh? Something happens to you that is not pleasant. Will you still huh, say that God is God? Remember Job. Ten children. I used to think about it. Lord, that test was too great. Not even one survived. If one had survived to say, hey, my brothers and sisters are dead. I'm the only one. Don't you think the job will look and say, ah, she, I still have one. But only a servant escaped. One servant. And what did Job do? The Bible tells us that Job, yes, he actually tore his clothes and he fell on his face and did what? Worship. Job worshipped. And the declaration that we make today, huh, the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. For that to come out of um, Job, sincerely, Satan became a loser. Satan became a loser. That is worship. If you have no miracles, no blessings, 
Nothing to actually say uh, something beautiful has happened to me. Let me testify concerning the goodness of the Lord. Will you still worship God? I said this before. Um, you know, even many of us pastors, if something bad should happen, we say, ah, this God, we are going to wear the same trousers today. Can you hear that expression? We wear the same trousers today. Huh? If it is argument, I will argue with you. In fact, I will curse it your face. That actually is not. And I pray that by the grace of God Almighty, we will not fall into that temptation in Jesus' name. Now, there are so many things that we do, even as Christians, that can be called deviant worship. Deviant in the sense that it is actually an abomination. It is not the right way of worship. One of such is making idols to ourselves. Idols. Do you know that even in Baptist churches, huh, we can make idols within our building? I pray that nobody is worshiping this huh, or buying down to this. Huh? I pray. This is not an item to bow down to. It is important for us to know that when we make idols to ourselves, to worship that thing, huh, it negates the commandment of God. Thou shalt not make any graven image for thyself of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things under the earth. But we see that man can easily attach himself to something that he can see. Now, can you tell me the des des description of God in the Bible? One of the descriptions of God. Huh? What did the Bible say God is like? Or God is? Huh? Okay, God is jealous. That is his, uh, one attribute. I'm talking about what, you know, the Bible uses to um, uh, tell us who God is. God is spirit. Can you say spirit? Can you say spirit? No. God is light. God is light. Can you actually describe light? Can you form the shape of light? But in most cases, we want to form a shape, a shape that we can see. Just like the children of Israel. Huh? And I still wonder how Aaron, the high priest, will bring out a golden calf and say, here is your God that has brought you out of Egypt. That is a slap on the face of God. And we do that a lot. We do that a lot. False gods are worshipped by man. We love to have something to actually look. Now, they sell the, um, I don't know whether I can call it the picture of Jesus Christ. Huh? You know, they sell it and then we put it at strategic places 
And sometimes, uh, we want to pray to that particular thing. I think um, it is very much rampant in one of um, the denominations um, that I don't want to mention because I know that um, it's been um, we are online uh, streaming now, Abby. We want to have an image and it is not right. In the book of um, Romans chapter 1, beginning from verse, verse 21, we see that, you know, that passage describes us as human beings, what we love to do, what we love to actually uh, see, and uh, we give up God because we don't have any knowledge of him, and uh, therefore we want to create something about him. Uh, may I ask the, the, the church, what color is God? What color? Huh? White? Is your God white? Is your God black? Or brown? It's amazing how we've twisted so many things about God. Yes, we are made in, in his image, but we are not talking about this flesh. Was God made of clay? Huh? The breath of God in us has made us to be like God. We are not God, but we have something of God in us. His breath that has made us a living soul. And some people worship material things. They worship material things. I pray that our possession will not possess us. Because when that should happen, we are in trouble. Some of us worship mystical things, supernatural beings. Oh, there must be a God in this mountain. There must be a God in this river. There must be, you know, something supernatural beyond human, you know, um, understanding in something that we see. And we look at it and say, oh, this is too big to, 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 to handle. We need to be very careful. Idolatry is a thing of the heart. Even as true worship is a thing of the heart. So you don't have to create an object to say that you're not worshiping an idol. Do you know that the cross that some of us put on, huh? that uh, golden something, sometimes we can make it our God. And these things ought not to be. To worship God in a self-style manner is bad. What do I mean by this? We have a tradition. There was a particular time we changed the order of service in the church. And do you know something? Some people complained. Ah, we cannot go with the service anymore. As if to say that there must be a routine. There must be a pattern that we are used to or else God will not bless the very thing that we are doing. It's a silver at a particular hour. There must be prayer said. If it is not said at that hour, God will not hear it. 
you know, you understand what I'm saying? There must be time to sing. There must be time to listen to the word of God. We have tuned ourselves to it. Tradition. Our own style. Such, you know, we're not. I complained about the, the um, you know, um, instrumentalists. I pray that we change your, that noise. Noise is not worshipable. Mm, it's not. It's not at all. So please, huh? let's try as much as possible to do something that is actually better. Worshipping the true God, we can worship God in the right way with wrong attitude. Right way, but with wrong attitude. And that actually is not right. Why are you here? Why are you here? It is one thing to be expectant. It is another thing to actually demand for something. Am I communicating? You are demanding that because you are in church now, huh? God must listen, listen to you and that which actually you have brought before him must be answered. God can choose to answer it and may choose not to answer it. Let God be God. Just release yourself to him. Whatever you want to do with me, you are my creator. You are my creator. Wrong attitude in worship will dismiss our worship. Am I here in order to worship the God of creation who loves me and who has given me his only son and has said to me, if I can give you my only begotten son, there is nothing else that I will withhold from you. And therefore, in his own time, he will do my own thing. He will do it his way and not my way. I think the Lord Jesus Christ actually has shown us the example. Father, this cup is too bitter. It's too heavy. Take it away, but not my will. Thine be done. Do we give our best to God at all times? Is your inner being filled with awe and reverence? If we come to treat the matter of worship with disdain, if we come in a flippant way that actually we don't care, it doesn't matter how we actually do it, Sometimes, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be singing and uh, some just stand up as if to say, let them end this thing and uh, let, let us sit down. I don't think it's right. Whatever we do before God, we must do it in such a manner that he must be glorified. Then uh, what again, what is actually true, uh, true worship that we want to talk about? In the book of 
John chapter 4. We see that Jesus Christ had an encounter with the woman of Samaria. And the woman was saying something about the fact that our fathers worship on this mountain. Huh? But you Jews say that it is in Jerusalem that we must worship God. And what did Jesus say? The time has come. When the Father will not be worshipped on the mountain or in Jerusalem, but those who worship him will do what? Worship him in spirit and in truth. What do you think Jesus Christ was talking about here? There is nowhere that you cannot find God. There is nowhere. God is everywhere. If you want to worship God, worship him even in your closet. How many of us have prayed while we were in the bathroom? I don't want to say that in the toilet. Do you think God will not hear you? The waste that you pass out is a blessing, you know. If you don't pass out, pass out waste, huh? what do you do? You run to the doctor. I can't actually, huh? I don't know what is happening, no, Abby. That you can is a blessing. And therefore, it is important for us to know that we should, by his grace, know that he's even there. The Bible says that in the Psalm, Psalm 139, says that if even I go to hell, I will find you there. I will find you there. Wherever I go, you are there. God is there. And he will surely be, be praised. Now, to worship God in spirit and in truth, number one, to, to worship God in spirit, huh? it engages the whole heart out of the realm of passion for God. It engages the whole heart out of a real passion for God. And to worship God in spirit is hearing the knowledge of the God we worship. Knowing the God we worship. Unlike, you know, the city of Athens to the unknown God. And Paul said, the God that you do not know is the one that actually we have come to preach to you. The knowledge of God from the pages of the scriptures. That is why I think we give um, a, a sort of big um, place for the message of God in the church. You see, um, to just dance and dance and dance and dance and dance and then say that, hey, we have worshipped because we have jumped and we have sweated and so on and so forth can actually be termed, can be equal to getting high. Huh? Ecstasy. And we have some people who actually go for that, even in the African traditional religion. They would dance and dance to frenzy. And you see that uh, some of them will even be uh, uh, speaking in unknown tongues. But after the whole thing might have cooled down, guess what? Everything is, is gone. And also, to just stay 
by the truth without the spirit there huh, it's just like a mechanical thing that you want to gain knowledge and that is it you know God out of knowledge there is no joy in it the two must mix so that we'll be able to appreciate God appreciating him by releasing ourselves to him and also knowing him through the, the scriptures by this we see that we are balanced everything is balanced worship is not a thing we do after we might have enjoyed ourselves in life it is part of life in fact worship determines our destiny if you worship God in the acceptable manner body soul and spirit then you see that Jesus Christ is lifted high and when he's lifted high he says he will draw men and women unto himself we need to come to the realization that God expects us to be in the mood of worship there is a passage uh, in the Bible Romans 12 1 and 2 that passage talks about the fact that you are to worship God even outside this sanctuary I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable to God which is what your reasonable now service some translations will say your reasonable worship your spiritual act of worship then verse 2 says do not conform any longer to the patterns of the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you'll be able to rest to test and approve what God's will is is good pleasing and perfect will so worship starts before you come to church worship even continues every day before before church after church and so on and so forth and therefore we need as a people not to deceive ourselves you know sometimes i've seen um places where even the pastor of the church you know would come very close to the um staircase of the church it is there that he would you know turn off this the, the light of his cigarette if you think i'm exaggerating huh I'm, i tell you this i'm not we turn off the um the the the, the cigarette by the staircase in order to enter the church and i've seen a place where actually the pastor will be preaching will have shocked himself with alcohol in order to be, to be bold before the church all this cannot do they don't add up we need to present our bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God because that is our reasonable service. Can we distinguish between ministry and worship? Can we distinguish between ministry and worship? Do you know what we mean by ministry? 
service and worship. Do you know that as a pastor, I can come to church because it is expected of me. Huh? It is expected of me. Not that I have the desire to come. I have come to serve, not to worship. I pray always. In fact, we pray in our, in our, in our room that, Lord, as we go, may we truly experience real worship in the sense that we'll give ourselves. Yielding ourselves to you. Not because I am a pastor. Not because I'm expected to be there. Not because of that. But because I know you as my God and you're worthy of worship. Of my worship. I've explained that to you, Abi. The difference between ministry and ministry. Huh? And worship. Is that true? The thing that is there is that if you're expecting something from God, by all means, and, and, and you will let me go and serve him because when I serve him, then uh, he will bless me. You know something? Something's wrong there. If I serve my parents at home huh, and I'm expecting another blessing from them, when actually I belong to that home, is, is something not wrong? Have your children come to you to say that, ah, uh, mom, I swept the living room, I swept the dining room, I swept the kitchen, I even mopped everything. Huh? What do you have for me? What, how, how, will you, how will you go about it? What do I have for you? Don't you eat my food? <laughs> huh? Don't you sleep under my roof? Am I not blessing you even without doing it? Are you not expected to do something huh, to favor this home? You know, so we need to be very careful. Let us explain. Let's explain for, the, for, 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 for a moment how the church today is more like Martha, Martha than Mary. How? We seek for miracles. And the testimonies that we hear sometimes are just, eh? hey, uh, when the man of God said that uh, I should give um, something eh? and uh, uh, whoever we want to bless you know, the church and so on and so forth, I ran forward and uh, I, 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 I gave this, this, this and so on. And when I got home, uh, my husband called me. Do you know that I had that story uh, in the same denomination in two churches? One in Nigeria and one in Ghana. Same story, same testimony. And I said to myself, have they written this down for people to read and to, to say it? Huh? The man of God said, ah, we should sow the seed. And I, 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 I sowed some seed, the seed. And when I got home, my husband just called me and said, hey, darling, you see, the key to a brand new car. I just look and say, what? So that is actually what we go to church for. The truth of the matter is actually that uh, the spiritual benefit that God has in store for us will bring satisfaction 
to the soul, to the body, to the mind, to the spirit. And I know that indeed God does not work in a mechanical way. Can we summarize the first commandment in a brief sentence? The first commandment as found in Exodus 20, chapters, um, verses three, uh, 2 and 3. Exodus 20, 2 and 3. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. I am the only God Abi, I am your only God. Now, if you say that thou shalt not have any other God before me, some people say that, eh? no, God is my number one God, though, eh? but the others are behind him. <laughs> Abi, eh? no, that is not actually. In some translations, they say, thou shalt not have any other God beside me. I am the only one that you should have as your God. I alone am enough for you. Let's read together from the book of Job. Job 31. Job 31. We'll start reading from verse 24. Job 31 from verse 24. See what Job said. If I, have, if I have made gold my hope or set to find gold, you are my confidence. If I have rejoiced because my wealth was great and because my hand had gained much, if I have observed the sun when it shines or the moon moving in brightness, so that my heart has been secretly enticed and my mouth has kissed my hand. This also will be an iniquity deserving of judgment for I would have denied God who is what? Who is above. That is uh, verse 28. I will have denied God who is above. Let me tell you the truth. Uh, how many of us have really bought new vehicles? Tiaroba, Tiaroba. I'm talking about Tiaroba. Nobody has used it before. Huh? Did you park it outside or in the garage? Outside. Were you tempted to look at it huh? in the midnight hour, whether it is still there or not? You know what I'm saying? Huh? Hey, hey new, wow, I just got another wife. Huh? Sometimes we go as small as, you know, some clothing that we, have, we, we, we wear. Have you bought a wonderful suit that actually fits you perfectly? And the way you treat it, as if, ah, no. Nothing must touch it. If somebody should iron their trousers and burn it, how do you feel? As if your whole world has collapsed. It's just a cloth. But no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. 
it has entered into our heart as if to say that A is bigger than what it is. That's exactly what I think, I believe, Job was expressing in Job 31. Huh? We want to count, we want to see a bank account swelling and we, we, we derive satisfaction from it. Oh, ah, ah. If you are a billionaire, the moment your your being billionaire becomes millionaire, how do you feel? As if they've caught something off your feet. Abi, Uh, I'm talking to um, people that I know that I uh, they know that I'm right, but they will not agree. That's okay. But let's face it. Let's face it. Material things can sometimes can occupy our mind. And the Lord God Almighty detests it. Don't make wealth your God. There was a particular man in one of our Baptist churches some years ago. Very prominent in serving God. But somehow, somehow, he got into the temptation of making ritual money. At first, he was missing service. You know, once a while. Then suddenly, as the secretary of the church, or secretary, secretary general of the church, he stopped coming. And then some people went to see him at home and say, Ah, brother, what is happening? Are you sick? Or what is debarring you from coming to church? He said, Oh, if you need money, yeah, I will give you money. He dipped his hand under the chair he was sitting. I'm not, it's not if, if, a, a fable. This is real. I won't mention the church. I won't mention the name of the church. He dipped his hand under the chair that he was seated and brought bills of money and said, please, huh? use this um, for your trip. And they were looking and saying, where did you get this money from? The thing has entered his heart and he thought that confidence can be derived from it. May God Almighty open our eyes to know that only those who put their trust in God can really know satisfaction. Only those who put their trust in God will not be ashamed. Only those who actually put God as God, not as a thing to to, to be used, not as someone to to direct around. In fact, I feel so, so, so depressed when my fellow Yoruba people see me and they say, uh, but when they want to talk about God, they'll use O and they'll use E for me. You know what I'm saying? Huh? I, have, I just look and say that is a wrong choice of um, respect. You see me, mere human being. Maybe you are even older than me, and you you, you use the plural, singular plural or whatever they call it for me, and then for God, you just commonize him as um, uh, your, your your servant, your errand boy. That to me is not it's not right. 
And um, the Lord God Almighty will help us to know who God is. And um, the last statement that I want to make is actually this. Please, sir. The more you know about God, the more you appreciate him. And the more you appreciate God, the deeper your worship. And the deeper your worship, the more God is glorified. The more you know about him, huh? the more you appreciate him. And the more you appreciate him, the more or the deeper will be your worship. And when your worship is deeper, really from your heart, huh? God is glorified. May God be glorified at every worship that you do for him. Not only in the church, even at home, in your car, in your place of work, so that as you glorify him, he will continue to make you his, a child after his own heart, in Jesus' name.